From VinePair's New York City headquarters, I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the VinePair Friday podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Zach. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> We're a- drinking today. Yeah. We're drinking today, finally. That's right. But before we do, let's chat a little bit about what we've been reading. Well, you know... I couldn't possibly resist a headline <laughs> on the Vine Pair website that reads, What are people drinking at sex parties these days? <laughs> so thank you, Joanna. Thank mm-hmm. you, the uh, appropriately named Zachary Zane, for writing this piece. Not a question I'd ever asked myself, but once I saw the headline, of course, I had to read on. Mm-hmm. Definitely interesting. I feel like if asked this prompt before having any uh, any prior experience, you know, I don't know that I would, or not having any prior experience, I don't know that I would have uh, <laughs> known exactly how to answer it other than presumably some mix of, I don't know, what people drink everywhere, and also, like, probably a little more emphasis on, like, you know, you're probably not drinking, like, um, it's hard to have, like, a, it seems like it would be hard to have a sex party and also, like, an elaborate drink. It's kind of probably leans on the simpler side, which does seem to be kind of true. But, yeah. you know, I also have to commend the the hard-hitting question, or not hard-hitting questions, but just the insightful questions like, I'm showing up to an orgy at a friend's place. What should I bring? Again, <laughs> I don't know that Ann Landers ever answered that one. So <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the whole archive, but. Yeah, I, you know, I really love this piece because it offered an insi- insight into a different area of drinking culture that I think, yeah, probably not many people know about and it was a serious piece it's not a joking piece I think some people were upset that we published it but um, I don't really care because (laughs) I really love this piece and Zachary Zane is a sex expert and he's an author and a columnist and a writer and uh, yeah I'm really happy to have this piece on the site because I do think it's super interesting um, part of drinking culture that yeah I, I myself was not aware of so also, if you're so if you're surprised that people like to have sex, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler warning for existence there for you. Yeah. At parties. Yeah. What about you, Joanna? What have you been reading? Yeah. The the piece that I really love this week was from, I mean, I, yeah. It goes without saying that I love all the pieces, everyone, okay? But <laughs> the one that really stood out to me was from Aaron Goldfarb on Tesla Tequila, oh, yeah. which despite, you know, the disaster dumpster fire that is Elon Musk is is doing really well. There's a tremendous, uh, it goes for a lot of money on the secondary market. It's really hard to get. People are selling empty bottles of it for hundreds of dollars. Um, and it's just like, Another kind of interesting, interesting little, uh, little, you know, peephole into this world of drinks that yeah. is, is just fascinating. Yeah, well, and it's so funny in this because how the kind of cult of personality around Elon Musk collides with collector culture and the spirit space in this kind of like very strange way, where like. Yeah. I do think that when it comes to most of the other high-priced collectible spirits, there's at least an attempt to sort of justify that via like the quality of the product. And yet when you yeah. read Aaron's piece, it's like everyone who knows anything about tequila who tastes this is like, this is fucking garbage. It's, it's like trash, very yeah. <laughs> cheaply made, you know, uh, additive filled tequila that we're literally, you're just, and, and even I think more humorously in a sense in the piece, you're really just buying it as a collector's item because you, you it's really like the living embodiment of like the greater fool theory. You're like, there is a bigger Elon Musk fanboy out there who will pay more money pay than more I paid for this, for this thing. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yep. And people aren't even drinking it. They're just, some are pouring it out, <laughs> like, for the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Remarkable. Okay. So today, we're mm-hmm. drinking hard tea because, everyone, hard tea is so hot right now. It has been for the past couple of years, to be honest. Um, I think its success really was came out of the success of hard seltzer and finding and offering an uh, an alternative to hard seltzers mm-hmm. with arguably more flavor. Yeah. I think the original obviously twisted tea is the original Boston beer's uh golden child, I guess. At this point been, for sure. At this point just so remarkably successful and still is. I think it I think it came out in 2003, is that right? Do you know? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, it's been around for a long time and uh, still still going strong. Um, today we are trying two new entrants into the category, but ones that are f- undoubtedly familiar to all of you. Um, Arizona spiked hard iced tea and uh, Lipton hard iced tea. Whoever thought Lipton, Grandma's Lipton, yeah. whatever... Uh, have a hard tea in the game. I'm sure there's a few grandmas out there who uh, steep their Liptons in vodka or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh betting God, at least one of you has really a grandma out there like that. <laughs> uh, before we get into the taste test, though, Joanna, two things I want to note here. First, shouts to our colleague Dave Infante, whose uh, most recent episode of Tap Lines talks about another pivotal moment in the hard tea Oh, timeline yes. the 2006 tea parte ad tea parte uh, for the i think now uh well maybe it'll come back but the the i think long departed smirnoff raw tea which was yes. an, another early for it also i did look it up while you were talking 2001 the debut for twisted oh for tea. twisted tea um, got it on a on a local level and uh, i think it was created in cincinnati actually of all places so go listen to that episode of tap lines if you haven't already great uh piece with uh andy nathan who helped create that ad campaign and Dave does a good job of diving into what made that original, not original, but one of those initial forays into this category, something of a success, but maybe a somewhat short-lived one. And I think the other thing I wanted to sort of add here is that what's really interesting to me, and and I think is really interesting about this category, and you mentioned, Joanna, the sort of full flavor nature of it is like, Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with you that hard seltzer paved some of the road for this, sort of moving people into this uh, modern or current era of flavor forward malt based drinks that are really popular. But I do think it's really interesting that this is well, that a, the hard tea category mainly embodied in, in twisted tea definitely had its own fan base. That was really a, a hard tea and specifically a twisted tea fan base that was really maybe sort of adjacent to, but not really a part of the hard seltzer movement. Yeah, I see that as different because the twisted tea is like hardcore sweet tea. Yeah. Very caloric, very, you know, very different from a hard seltzer for sure. And we'll see with these because none of them list a calorie count on them. So they're not at least overtly courting someone who's looking at hard seltzer as their choice because of its relatively low calorie count. I'm guessing that they're more interested in going after the, the twisted tea audience or and or people who or maybe open to FMBs, but didn't care for, maybe don't like Twisted Tea or just haven't gone that route and are, or are more comfortable with these more established, you know, soft tea brands. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like it's it's such an interesting 
you know, it's such an interesting category. And we'll, again, we'll get into the tasting soon, I think, because we have actually a lot of <laughs> cans to open. Get, yeah. get ready for that sound, folks. Um, <laughs> but I do think that the other thing I want to say here before we, we talk, or I think I want to ask you before we, we taste these, is, are you an iced tea drinker? I, yeah, I like iced tea. I will drink it from time to time, usually like unsweetened iced tea mm-hmm. I like. But I went through a, a phase when I was younger when I would drink a lot of half iced tea, half lemonades mm-hmm. from the local deli, and those were pretty sweet. And I've, you know, I've dabbled with Arizona in the past, <laughs> some Snapple as well. Yeah. But not so much these days. Yeah. I drank a truly heroic amount of Arizona green tea when I was in college. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think they, they, I would buy, like, they had, like, I don't know if they were gallon. Oh, yes. Like yep. plastic jugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I drank a lot of those. <laughs> Probably, you know, in retrospect, maybe not the single greatest choice. But I think, you know, <laughs> the part of the compelling kind of argument for Arizona was, you know, for a very long time, not the case, obviously, with the hard versions, but with the soft versions, it was that you could get these same 22 ounce cans for like a buck. That was their big selling point, right? They oh, were 99 yes. cents. 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was even in, in we back in the <laughs> in the prehistoric times when I was in college, uh, that was a selling point and certainly only more so now. So I don't know, Joanne, yeah. I feel like we should just dive into it, right? It's like kind of that time. Yeah, let's do it. I should also say that we have a great um, piece on the site from Tim McCurdy back in 2020, though, at this point. It's a little little old um, that explores the category um, as a competitor, competitor to hard seltzer. So that's a good read, too, if you're interested in hard tea. But yes. Uh, I think we got to start with just the lemon with? teas first, right? That's kind yes. of the natural jumping off point. Okay. Agree. So we have, to, to clarify for everyone who wants a stage set, uh, Joanna and I both have the Lipton hard lemon tea. Um, we have peach flavored from both. Uh, we have, sorry, lemon from both Arizona and Lipton. Peach from both Arizona and Lipton. And then we have the Arizona hard green tea. And I guess we have the Lipton uh, half and half, which maybe will take you back Ooh, to those yeah. daily days. And the <laughs> strawberry, which I'm not sure what to anticipate, but maybe we'll wrap up there. So, okay, let's get yeah. into some lemon tea here. All right. I'm just taking some picks. Oh, good idea. Okay. Which one do you want to taste first? Lipton. Okay. Interesting. Is this malt-based? It is, right? It's 5% alcohol. It's um, almost hard to tell that there's alcohol in it at first. It doesn't... Yeah, it's malt-based. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, it's got that kind of, like, bite to it. That, uh-huh. that like, canned tea has. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's sweet, but like not as sweet as I remember Twisted Tea being. Yeah, that seems, that seems right to me. I think it also has like a, the, I'd be curious when we, when we try the Arizona in a moment, it has definitely what I recall of the, you know, like the the classic Lipton profile to me. Like it it definitely, you get the tannins from the, like the black tea that's in, that's used to make it. You know, they, I'm trying to look at the packaging to make sure I get it. It's got a bitter finish. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I'm like comparing the packaging. So like the Arizona packaging, which we'll taste in a moment, does say hard, real brewed iced tea. Lipton does not mention that, which doesn't necessarily mean it's not brewed. I just the, curious the brewing. About. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Oh, I think the only other thing I was going to ask you too about this that's really interesting and kind of very important in this category, and I think even maybe more interesting with Arizona because the can design is so identical. 
um, except for the like hard. I mean, there's some words, but like the cans look like the non-alcoholic versions very clearly. Yeah. You know, we've been having this kind of conversation in in and around FMBs in particular, and all these things that are kind of like hard or spiked versions of established soft drinks. And you know, at some point, is there going to be a legal issue around? how similar these products look you know no one is going to confuse white claw for something that it's not because it's there's not a analog non-alcoholic version but whether it's with these or with some of the like the energy drinks like monster and stuff that have been you know obviously relying heavily on their established branding but in the alcoholic space i don't know i mean it does seem you know I mean, on the one hand, I look at these packages, and I'm like, well, it's pretty clear that it says several places that has alcohol in it. But on the other hand, I don't know, moral panic around underage drinking is a real thing. Yes, it is definitely a real thing. I'm sure there will be some some backlash, but I don't know. Yeah, it says 21 plus contains alcohol very clearly on the Lipton one. And yeah, 21 plus. So legally, I think they've probably satisfied what they need to but oh, sure but these cans look identical <laughs> all right so this category so this category is very hot right now like i said and there's so many brands coming out with um hard teas monster you mentioned what is that one called it's called the, is it the beast unleashed or something the beast unleashed coca-cola's peace tea okay is they're coming out with a spiked version i think soon I've never had peace. Truly has a line of hard iced teas. Yeah. Okay. Are you drinking the Arizona? I am. Okay. It smells. It smells like Arizona iced tea. Why wouldn't it? You know. I gotta say that is damn good. (laughs) Like the like the lemon is more pronounced. It's not. It's a different profile. Like the Lipton, I think, is more heavily on the tea side of things, with more like I said of that sort of black tea tannin, almost kind of like sometimes orange flower kind of quality. And here, like, this is much more lemony with, like, a little bit less of the tea flavor front and center. But, like, yeah, yeah, that's a taste. I mean, <laughs> like, as mentioned, these do come in 22-ounce uh, cans, which is a you know, it's a, that's a that's a big undertaking. This is a lot. <laughs> um, you know, that's almost, you know, obviously it's almost twice as big as the Lipton's, which are in 12-ounce cans. But, like, that's tasty. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. You don't really taste alcohol here a tiny bit on the finish but again like you know we're doing this and i'm like consciously looking for it yeah which is one of the good and bad things about this category i think right like there's no doubt that you can as i think we've seen with these and a few other of the more full flavored fmbs that we've tried you can make something that tastes pretty damn good it doesn't sort of bring the alcohol to the fore because there's just enough else going on that you can kind of mask a pretty neutral you know alcohol base in it but you know that does also (laughs) have have some downsides or at least some let's say risks associated yes well i also think like with these in particular because it doesn't seem like they're trying to create a lower calorie option Mm -hmm. like twisted tea tasted so good because (laughs) it's very sweet has a lot of sugar in it and they're not they're not going for um you know, like an aspartame or monk fruit or whatever other, yeah. Other type of sweetener to keep the calories down. Like this massive 22 ounce can, I'm sure has more, more, more calories than I want to know. Yeah. Shockingly, neither of these products has uh, 
calorie counts or any other nutritional facts listed, um, yeah. which is actually maybe surprising to some people because obviously the non-alcoholic versions do have to and right. other, you know, things mm-hmm. in the FMB space do, as mentioned, the ones that are leaning more on, you know, that sort of calorie count. But these very, very consciously don't. And I won't guess, but let's just say not low. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now are we going to try some, would you want to try the peach teas? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So Lipton peach. Honestly, I think I prefer these to hard seltzer. Like a white claw hard seltzer. I think I would drink this over that. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, I would sort mm. of, I, I think I can see, for me personally, I can oh. see this as like an afternoon, like I'm having a drink kind of vibe. I don't know that maybe because it's the like, because of the the sweetness and all that, I don't know that I, I personally would want to have three or four with of these you. the way that people often do with hard seltzers. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's like if you're the kind of person who would sit on the porch or deck or veranda or pick your other part of the <laughs> building that's outside and, uh, you know, your gazebos, your lanai's, et cetera, uh, and would sit there and drink, you know, iced tea or an Arnold Palmer or whatever and would be like, eh, maybe I wouldn't mind a little booze in there. These are definitely great for that. I mean, I could see them being great big places like on a golf course, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, places yes. where seltzer does really well, where there's maybe people are really interested in being like, you know, a little bit having something to drink and also like feeling a little bit more, I don't know if it's hydrated exactly, but like, you know, they're a little bit more substantial. That's maybe almost a plus in that setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I don't love this one as much. It really, really catches me in the throat. This, uh, mm. Lipton peach. It's got that hardcore, like artificial peach flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, I, I, I like that flavor. Yeah, it's got a peach gummy ring vibe to it, which is yeah. that like very artificial peach, which were my like one of the very few gummy candies I liked as a kid. So I'm not hating on this, but I think it's a little less to me. The lemon one is more appealing just in terms of like having more teeth presence that that's yeah. just kind of more appealing to me. Yeah, agree. I think let's move on to the Arizona yeah. peach. I don't actually know if this is a type of this must be a kind of tea that Arizona makes in a non-alcoholic version. I've just never had it, I don't think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, also has the hard, the gummy gummy ring, gummy peach on the nose. Hmm. Mm. These, I feel like, are even more divergent from each other than the lemon ones. Yeah. yeah, this has a lot of gummy ring on the palate, too. But it's sort of interestingly, like, a little insubstantial. Like, yeah. Like, now that I'm going back, I went back and tasted the Lipton peach again. And, like, oh, let me do that. even though I don't think it has as much tea presence front and center because the peach kind of is more Lush. assertive than the lemon in certain Ooh. ways, it was much more, had more body and just kind of more like iced tea feel. And, like, the, the Arizona kind of is like just a little, just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little insubstantial. Yeah. But then I went back and tasted the Lipton and it tastes like it has. Much more sugar in it, maybe? Maybe. And that's giving it the body, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. I, I yeah, maybe a, a better taste test would have been the non, like the not spiked versions next to the spiked yeah. versions. Maybe so. 
Maybe that maybe that's a personal private taste test that I do later. Yeah, yeah you can conduct that one after we're done recording. I, I actually yeah. wonder <laughs> I wonder though, so this is actually if maybe we can take a pause in our tasting and kind of ponder this question, which is do you think that the marketing strategy and the idea behind these products is solely based around, hey, we're gonna take our existing customer base that's of age and try and convince them to buy a hard version of the soft tea that they already enjoy? Or are they like, hey, we're a brand that you might have heard of, and maybe you even enjoy or enjoyed us. Maybe you no longer are buying canned iced tea that often, but like you have a certain, like you and I perhaps do, a certain nostalgia Nostalgia or at least affinity for these brands potentially. Mm -hmm. And we want to get you, but now you're you're of drinking age, you are maybe into hard tea, or you're at least open to the idea. I just, I'm very curious because I, I, I almost don't, don't know if the head-to-head comparison of the hard versus soft versions of these products is even something that people, like, I don't think people are necessarily like, hmm, I know I want an Arizona lemon tea, but do I want the one with booze in it or not? Like, <laughs> that doesn't feel like the calculation people are making. Probably not. Or it's like, uh, you know, you drink the the soft version during the day and then you yeah. switch over at 5 p.m. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I think it's probably both of what you're what you suggested. It's for people who are loyal to the brand and like the product already, and then maybe they're looking for yeah, looking for a hard beverage, and then they see that the brand that they love. I also just think that I, I think they're both trying to compete with Twisted Tea for sure. Um, and I also just think that right now it seems like a missed opportunity for any existing iced tea brand to not have a hard tea yeah. option like i'm with snapple is that gonna happen next if it hasn't all, i don't think i'm not aware of any snap hard tea snapple yeah. but yeah why not if they're <laughs> able to do it right yeah i, mean, I don't know who who owns these brands do you that's know a, that's a good question i'm not totally sure i think with snapple I know there were some I, I feel like Snapple's always had a weird market presence in a sense. Like it had its like very strong like I think again when we were probably like teenagers and in maybe early like twenties, it was very prominent. And then I feel like at least around me it like it receded pretty heavily. I know Snapple's always been a more of an East Coast thing than a West Coast thing in the first place. Oh, okay. So I think I may just see less of it because I'm out here now. But but I don't know. I, I, you, I, to some extent, agree with you. I mean, I wonder, you know, I think we've discussed on the pod a few times over the years is this kind of like question of these established, you know, soft drink brands, be they literally like sodas or even things like tea and stuff like that. You know, have they been, have some of them or are all of them wary of, you know, whether it's legal issues or just bad publicity or like don't, or not wanting to be associated with alcohol, even if there's some market opportunity there. And obviously we've seen with the two we're tasting today and others that a lot of people are like, you know, fuck it. There's money there. We're going for it. Uh, I don't know if Snapple has been, or whoever owns Snapple has been like, you know, oh no, we must protect the brand integrity of Snapple or what. I have no idea, but I agree with you that it seems foolish to at least not kind of explore the possibilities because, you know, again, you're going to seed potential market share to your, I mean, not only the Twisted, which is obviously controls a lot of this market, but to to these brands that we're tasting now that are newer. And we should say too, I think, I know Arizona is only available in a few states at the moment. I think Lipton is maybe a little more available, but also not not glo- not nationally distributed yet. So, yeah. you know, again, it's not like this is all locked in 
and sealed at this point. It's just, you know, we're in this phase of vying for market share. Yeah. I think it's also interesting because these are particular products that you can get at C stores. Yeah. Like I could totally see going into a gas station and just grabbing. Yeah. It, it just makes a lot of sense yeah. to have these options available, especially because as we've discussed in the past, all of these com- all of these beer companies are now beverage companies. Yeah. And they have these hard teas in their portfolios. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's try the uh, okay. Lipton half and half. Okay. God. This is fun. We haven't done this since the Bud Light flannel pack, I feel like. Oof. No, we've done it more recently than that, but but not with, with this, this many. This is a, this this is many? <laughs> a, a, a mighty taste test. I think we did a lot of, uh, when we did the High Noons, I think that was the, oh, yeah. the tequila seltzers, maybe the most recent, like, we tried like four of those. Okay, let me try that with the regular lemon. Oh, it's iced tea. It's iced tea lemonade. Okay. Yeah. And then just lemon iced tea. Hmm. I guess they taste different a little bit. Yeah. The half and half is a little more lemonade-y, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, Yes, it is. Less like sharp lemon and more like sweet lemon. Sweet lemon. But they are pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever flavoring they use. Yeah. Lemonade flavoring and lemon flavoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, also like, good. 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 <laughs> Wood drink. Yeah. Am, am drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want to save your favorite for last? Your prized. Uh, no. Let's green do the tea? green. Let's do the green tea now, and then we'll do the. We'll finish with the uh, strawberry uh, Lipton okay. and see how that goes. But yes. Oh, so much Arizona green tea in my youth. This was never my favorite. I think I was the classic iced tea with lemon. If yeah. I went for an Arizona. Or the Arnold Palmer, excuse me. Also, I'm now contemplating, I'm not sure the last time I had one of these, like, I'm obviously not a hard one, but, like, we might be going back, like, almost 20 years on this. Doesn't doesn't smell like much. Yeah. Smell familiar? (laughs) Not exactly, actually. (laughs) I don't know what I remember, but uh, it, it, you know, maybe maybe it's not the same unless it's coming out of a gallon plastic jug. (laughs) It has that it has that very watered down green tea quality to yes. it, and it is it's flavored with honey. And you, I I think I, you get the honey notes. Yeah, but it, it do not taste alcohol at all. To me, this is the only one of the Arizonas where I really get the tea characteristic. Yeah, and maybe it's because green tea is obviously a pretty distinct flavor from black tea, which is presumably what's being used in the others. So yeah. there's more of that kind of grassy tannin like vegetal note. Um, mm-hmm. maybe I just loved this so much because it's like such a pretty can. <laughs> you like the flowers on it, Zach? Who doesn't like flowers? <laughs> you know, it's a nice shade of green. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think my tastes have changed as I've aged. <laughs> That's okay. And now time time for the for the strawberry tea where I have nothing I have no idea what to expect here. Me neither. Total total outlier here. Smells like strawberry. Smells like Capri Sun. Uh, Or juice box. I'm just getting familiar with those again, thanks to the kids. (laughs) Ooh. I do not care for this. (laughs) It's so... It's so... Yeah, it's so juice box. Like artificial strawberry flavor drink. Yeah. 
maybe you're maybe that's what you're looking for. Who knows? Someone is, presumably. N- not as bitter as the other Liptons, I'll say. Yeah, it's or me. just hard for me to find the tea behind the like strawberry flavor. Yeah. Okay, so Ooh. do you have a favorite out of all these? I think I liked the Arizona with icy with lemon mm-hmm. best. The original. You? I think I'm in the same camp. I think it's between mm-hmm. that and the Lipton lemon, but mm-hmm. and I think I would happily drink either. I think in a sense the the Arizona because I'm looking for something in this category that's like I think if I really wanted like like there're definitely times when I do want like a really kind of strong brewed like unsweetened iced tea. Yeah. And I think the Lipton lemon comes a little closer to that flavor profile, but because it's definitely not unsweetened, it isn't exactly what I want. And in this case, I think like if I'm more in the mood for something that's a little more like a little easier drinking, a little more refreshing, maybe, then I think the Arizona with lemon is is closer to that ideal for me. Yeah. But I think that if you're an Arizona fan, then this is a good option. If you're a Lipton fan, yeah. another good option. Definitely seem to be pretty true to the styles that those companies produce on the soft side. Okay, one one last question for you, Joanna, before we wrap yeah. things up here, because it's, it's fascinated me ever since we decided to kind of have this conversation. Why is it that you think that hard tea is so popular? And yet, like, I think Americans as a whole are much more into coffee than tea. And yet, like, we don't see, we're not seeing a kind of hard coffee thing. To, I mean, there are coffee liqueurs. We are. <laughs> but, yeah. like, but I don't think, like, as many, like, can't, like, FMB coffee-flavored beverages. Yeah, I think that is because... The American tea drinking tradition is iced tea. Okay. And it's sweet. That is why I think this is so popular, just like lemonade, the hard lemonade has been so popular as well. But like in this era of like, you know, everyone our age and younger grew up drinking like blended coffee drinks and all that. It's not like people's exposure like to coffee now. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't okay. trying to, you know, give anyone some free advertising, but sure, yes. In any case, my, my my question is kind of like I do think that there's there's a plenty of audience for sweet, cold coffee drinks. Just weird to me that I don't see more of them that have alcohol in them. I, I don't know. Okay. I think that's that's because I think that usually entails like some level of milkiness. Yeah. That feels more depth arguably feels more decadent mm-hmm. than like a tea than an iced tea yeah you know? and also maybe like to have your alcohol with and milk and malt don't always play well together i'm sure <laughs> but dave dave is predicting a uh, hard milk yes yeah, sure he has been on the hard milk train for a while <laughs> sometime soon <laughs> um yeah so I, I think, I don't know, who knows, maybe with the espresso martini, we'll see more canned. Co- I just think also canned coffee in the United States is less of a thing than it is in other markets around the world. That could be. Right? Yeah. Like we don't I mean, do that as much here than like in Japan or um, in China. And maybe what's true is there's nothing analogous to the sort of mass available, low price kind of canned tea on the coffee side like the canned coffee products that i see are mostly high-end cold brew products things like that that carry already a pretty high price tag and so 
maybe there's an audience for a spiked cold brew, but is that audience willing to pay $9 a can or something? Probably not. Exactly. Yeah, I actually don't know how much these retail for, but I would be curious. Like compared to your 99 cents Arizona, I think that price recently went up. I think it did too. Yeah. How much does one of these cans cost? You want to guess? And we can find out later. I'm guessing that probably these things retail for like, well, the Arizonas, I think, are sold as mostly as standalones, I would guess, because they're the 22 ounce. I don't know if they make them (laughs) in a smaller form, but I guess these probably are like four bucks, five bucks, something in that range. Um, Okay. I think I think like 10, 10 bucks a can for an Arizona. I don't know. It's a lot. 22 ounces. Okay, so okay, I'm probably wrong, but we'll look it up. And Lipton is coming in probably a six pack. I think. Well, we got a we got twelve packs, okay. I think, right? Which is yeah. my guess as the standard format, which is a, like a variety pack. Variety pack, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I guess that that's probably like in the eighteen dollar to twenty dollar range. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's see here. Well, according to the internet, three fifty nine for the Arizona hard iced teas. Stop. I uh, I speak the truth. At least three fifty nine. What a steal! Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know what Joanna will be drinking when we talk on Monday. I know what Joanna will say she's been drinking all weekend. I'm going to take my other cans home. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I think this is really fun. I can't wait to share them with the rest of the team. Yeah. And uh, Zach, have a wonderful weekend. You know, space out your teas here. Yeah, exactly. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington in Zach Jabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair podcast network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.